How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. And good Saturday morning. Welcome aboard. If you have not been outside yet, take a step out. Get a little uh, whiff of that change in the weather. Boy, it's really nice. And, in fact, right here at St. Hubert's Cathedral, it's 64 degrees, but it's still falling. In Baton Rouge, it's 59 68 in New Orleans, 57 in Lafayette, 56 in Lake Charles. Uh, Shreveport is our cool spot on the Louisiana map at a brisk 46 degrees. 54 in Alexandria and uh, Grand Isle, still kind of warm and muggy, 75 degrees on that end of the state. Now, Draper, South Dakota, where I'll be headed next month, it's 29, so give you an idea, put things in perspective. But it is a welcome change, particularly for those of you going to be out there bow hunting and maybe doing a little bit of fishing. We've got a coastal marine forecast coming up for you. But please make time sometime today to get out and vote. This is Election Day in Louisiana. It's a very important day for our state sportsmen. Our next governor, is very, whoever it be, will be influential in the direction of the agency that's responsible for managing our natural resources. So with that in mind, from 7 to 9 on More Outdoors this morning, I'm going to ask you to give us your message to the new governor or those prospective candidates who will be in a runoff. What will they do to improve our fish and game resources uh, by means of the wildlife and fisheries? What direction should they take it in? What changes need to be made? What have you seen that's lacking in our Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries that the next governor could be instrumental in turning around. And we're going to send them copies of that and invite them to come on to the program, and you'll be able to hear what they have to say as far as what they will do to uh, address the needs of the sportsmen. It's not just sportsmen. If you breathe the air, if you drink the water, if you eat the seafood, if you hunt a fish in Louisiana, that takes in just about everybody. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is the agency that has the responsibility of properly managing that. So we'll get some text messages in if you want to send us your message to the next governor of the state at 870-870. We'll also give you a telephone number you can call a little bit later on the program. Getting back to this weather change, what's that going to mean for the fishing? Well, we've got reports coming up from our field staff members. Good news for offshore anglers. We have yet more extensions coming up for the red snapper. We have not yet reached the quota. Uh, We've got lots of outdoor events. In fact, today, good luck to the female anglers fishing in the Grand Isle Ladies-Only Fishing Rodeo. Weigh-in will be down at the Bridgeside Marina. You might want to stop by and take part in all the fun and festivities. And uh, luckily, they got some good weather sky-wise, but wind-wise, offshore, maybe not so much. And uh, starting at 10 a.m. this morning, there's going to be a Wild Things celebration. This is actually National Wildlife Refuge Week. And uh, at the headquarters of the Louisiana Wildlife Refuges on, in Lacombe, Louisiana, they got a little celebration coming on. Good weather for that. I'll tell you more about that. Plus, we have another tip. This one, not so anonymous, but leading to another bald eagle killing. And the bad boys in this one are pleading a case of mistaken identity. We'll tell you more about that. Taking a look at your weather picture, if you are headed out today, 
Offshore, it's going to be bumpy. There's a small craft advisory out until about 11 o'clock this morning. Northeast winds associated with that front, 15 to 20 knots. Seas, uh, they're calling for 2 to 4. I'm thinking maybe even 5, maybe a little higher. Uh, Then inshore, those north winds will be 15 to 20. You're going to encounter some choppy conditions on the bigger bays and lakes. Tomorrow, much better, although there's a 20% chance tomorrow of rain. East winds at only 5 to 10, 1 to 2 feet offshore. Much better day to get after those bonus red snapper. And inside the northeast, 5 to 10 winds will mean smooth conditions. Not much tide range. Can't help you there. Only a .01, very, very low tide range. And we do have a full moon in progress. That's really good news for bow hunters. If you believe in the theory that deer move more during midday on full moons. All right, we'll be back and catch up with Robbie Campo. Get to your text messages at 870-870. It's a typical Saturday morning, and it feels a lot more like fall. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, it's a full moon kind of night out there, so if you're headed to your deer stand to do a little bow hunting, watch out for the old werewolf. Uh, nah, just kidding. Let's get Robbie Campo in here. He's at Shell Beach. Robbie, good morning. What's happening, my friend? Well, Don, we've got a 17-mile-an-hour north wind pumping this morning, and the water's over the dark. Uh, uh, Salvania grass all everywhere up in this bayou. Man, it's a mess this morning. Gee whiz. But uh, as far as... Um, well, it's fishing, man. I tell you, places they caught fish yesterday, that's not going to happen today. But fall uh, fall fishing is officially here. This past week was just phenomenal. Um, it, it, you know, I'm not going to say it was, it's what we, well, you know, the day that everybody goes out, limits out. But the guys that fished this week, I mean, it, you know, it's the best I've seen since last year. So I'm calling it phenomenal. Um you know, they, they picked up 45, 50 uh, trout right up here in the insides. Lake Bourne, St. Milo, Bayou Sioux, East Shoreline, Lake Bourne was good this week. Uh, you know, over here in uh, Amity and Hopedale Lagoon areas, back at Lake Robin, turned on big time. Um, over here in the Ship Channel uh, from Duluth Canal going to, towards Lena Lagoon, turned on. On the other side of the dam going out, turned on pretty good. So, I would say fall fishing, you know, is officially here. As a matter of fact, they even caught some fish up the ship channel from us uh, going towards Violet. So, um, you know, the bait's been here. There ain't no doubt about that. We've been having the shrimp. It's just we didn't have the fish. Um, and they and they showed up. I think if you're going to come out today, give it a little bit of time. We had some rain this morning. Um, you don't have to be early. Come on out, you know, and, and – um, you know, you're going to be, now you're going to have, you know, some strong winds to deal with, but I think if you got up in the ship channel or back up in Lena's Lagoon or back of Stump Lagoon somewhere back there, you could get out the wind. You could still catch some redfish. You know, our tide is going to fall today somewhat. Um, you're right, we don't have a whole, whole bunch of tide, but we got enough, I think, you know, to make a falling tide. And that seems to be when they've been catching these fish, and it hadn't been doing that until around around that 8, 9 o'clock uh, time period right there when the water started to fall out. But uh, I, I tell you, you know, like I said, you know, since we didn't have any trout in the inside all summer long due to all this uh, river water, uh, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm stoked that it <laughs> finally showed up, and I'm just glad to see it here. 
Yeah, it's good news, Robbie. It looks like they've made the transition on the inside. Now we just got to get the used to fishing those frontal systems. You know, we get them every few days this time of the year, all the way through the winter. And you got to, you know, pick your days and times when it's right. Let's hope that that north wind uh, will maybe be a substitute for a lack of tide range. I know a northeast wind puts water in by you, but it looks like it's going to turn more to the north. Uh, and so maybe for a brief time it can push some of that high water out. I guess this is just some of the highest natural tides we have during the year because everywhere I went this week, water was up to the docks or right over it. Yeah, well, we've been experiencing that for the last uh, week and a half around here, Don. So, you know, uh, you know, usually when we go back in the fall, um, we'll get we'll get high tide at night and it'll fall during the day, and usually. Usually that's how it works, and you know that's when these fish show up. It takes about a week and a half, two weeks, you know, of getting into that pattern before these fish really, you know, show up goodness inside here. And um, that seems to be what's going on. And uh, you know, like I said, as far as redfish goes down, I mean, they caught redfish from the top of the Bluxton Marsh, clean the Point Lahash. It's been redfishing's been just on fire, man. It's just redfish everywhere. So, you know, if you're thinking you might want to go try that today. You know, it's just been redfish has been crazy. So, um, you know, it looks like all this stuff is just starting to happen. And, you know, like I said, they got a lot of bait in the water. So, um, you know, make the left at the bridge. Come on down and see us. We're going to get you out there, get you fishing, and hopefully you get that box full. And, you know, that's what we want to see. Fall fishing, fall fishing is officially on. Good news. Well, I think your suggestion is probably best, you know, maybe wait wait it out a little bit, let some of that wind blow through, uh, then later this morning head out. If you're going to fish inside to avoid the, the rough water and the dirty water, get into those ponds and work the redfish, and you may be surprised. You can pick up some trout because you say they're in there. They might You might get a little mixed bag by going up in the marsh. Yeah, I think you could pull a mixed bag off today, Don. I really do. Um, you know, like I said, so... Uh, I would I would wait a little bitty while before you just hurry up and get on down here. You, you you know that's not that's not what you have to do right now. So and I think and you know as more we get into that fall pattern and the cooler it gets, you know those fish bite around that seven eight o'clock time period anyway. So they really don't start early like they do you know when the water's you know in a in a, in a full blown summer when it's hot you know that early early morning bite they'll bite you know the, the people like to let the sun come up and then go, you know, head on out. But, uh, but yeah, you, I don't think you have to be in no hurry. And I still think you can put a mixed bag together today. So, like I said, make a left at the bridge and come on out and see us. We've got plenty of live shrimp on hand, and we're just waiting on them to show up. All right. The polls open at 7 a.m., so they even got time to go uh, do a quick vote <laughs> and then head on down to fish. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes, go vote. Make sure everybody votes today. Well, no matter who you right, go make sure you go vote. All right, guys, talk to you all next week. All right, bye-bye. Thanks, Robbie. Appreciate your reports. Robbie Campo, he's Shell Beach at Campo's Marina. Coming back after this, going to tell you about those extended snapper season dates. Doesn't sound like you're going to get to do it today, possibly tomorrow, but there's a couple more weeks after that. We'll be right back to explain that to you. Hey, got some text messages, too, at 870-870. Want to get yours in? Do it now. We're back right after this. All right, we get uh, text messages that uh, come in each and every Saturday morning at 870-870. I want to remind you, at uh, 7 to 9 o'clock after the network show ends, and if you pick us up live streaming, you can do that at radio.com. 
or on my website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. We're going to be taking your telephone calls and your text messages with regard to a message you would like to send to our next governor as far as what you think the direction of our Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries should be, what changes or implementations you think are warranted. So we'll be, if you're going to be with us for that, we really appreciate you participating. Got some text in early this morning. We've got this one. Good morning, Don. Uh, any idea when this wind will change? Blood River is out of its banks. Have a great show. That's from Danny. Well, Danny, uh, i got to tell you, these high tides and coupled with some east wind, it really has put a lot of water in, a lot of uh, areas that's been right up to the docks. But the wind is going to shift a little bit. Uh, northeast wind doesn't really drop it, but a north and northwest does. Uh, the, the meteorologists are calling for a little bit of straight north wind for a while. Uh, we don't have a lot of tide range to naturally move it out with the tide, so hopefully that wind will push it down, but it, it may be a little while. But as we get these frontal systems come in and the east winds begin to lighten up and we get a little bit less of southeast winds, it should drop all these water levels. All right, here's a message from JT in Bogalusa. Well, he's from Bogalusa. He's on the road. Hey, Don, headed to New Mexico for some elk hunting, getting a taste of home while on the road. Thanks for the show. We're glad to provide that for you, JT. And let me know what you do up there. Send us a text or send us some pictures uh, to my website. We can't take pictures on our 870-870 text, but we can if you send them to me. Just look for the contact button on my website. Good luck hunting those uh, elk up in New Mexico. Uh, here's one. Uh, oh, this is from uh, my co-host, Bayou Wild, Martha Spencer. Deer will be moving this afternoon for sure. Good luck to the hunters and anglers. Keep this mind in mind. The cold front is going to make offshore fishing dangerous. Yeah, good advice. They are doing a half-day cobia trip or nothing. That's from Martha Spencer. Well, uh, that's some folks that just want to get out today, I'm sure. And being that that's a, uh, not a recreational boat, you know, the snapper season would be open. But I don't even know if you can get to those rigs with that small craft advisory for snapper. Better to maybe hold off and try that for next tomorrow. All right, then we have uh, Toby is checking in early, and uh, he says uh, he'd like the new governor to put somebody in charge that turkey hunts or actually knows a little bit about turkeys to set season dates. Enough said. Don't want to get started. <laughs> well, you might uh, have already gotten something started there. And, yeah, I've been critical of the uh, turkey uh, program that we have here in the wildlife and fisheries, and I don't think they give the the users, the constituents, the turkey hunters enough voice in, in what needs to be done. Uh, if they say and they're correct with their estimates on the population, that's one thing. But to not allow options and give those options to the sportsmen, eh, that's something different. All right, here's one. Once in a while, if I ever caught a snake on my line, if so, what did you do? Uh, yes, I have. <clears throat> I think I've had a lot more of them follow the bait but didn't strike it. But I did catch one um, up and was fishing catfish. From the bank up on Money Hill many years ago. That's uh, located in St. Tammany Parish. It used to be a campground with a lake in it. Uh, well, I did my best. To, he, he he didn't want to be on there as much as I didn't want him on there. He got off and went about his business. But uh, how about you? Do you ever catch one? All right, here's one that says, um, enjoy listening to Robbie Campo in the morning on Saturdays. Whatever happened to Kenny Campo? Well, there's two Kennys. There's Big Kenny and Little Kenny. Those are first cousins of Robbie. Uh, they are no longer in the uh, marina business. Uh, they went on to other uh, careers. and uh, But the Campo name's still on it. Both of the Robbie and Kenny, uh, Little Kenny they used to call him, were grandsons of Blackie, who was the, the owner, the founder. 
And, of course, Big Kenny was Blackie's son. Hope I didn't get you all too confused with that. All right, here's one that says, 58 degrees in Baton Rouge. Tailgating ought to be beautiful. Feel sorry for the gators. It's going to be loud in Death Valley. You know, we got some Florida listeners here, and, uh, yep, we, we're going to be doing some gator hunting. In fact, I have got tickets, and I will be up there this afternoon doing a little bit of tailgating and some LSU football watching tonight. Should be a great game, number five against number seven. <clears throat> hey, Don, wanted to know if the restriction on blue crab is still in effect. Uh, the information I got said uh, until the 13th it is illegal to possess female blue crabs. Males are okay, but there's a moratorium. It's illegal to possess any female blue crabs until October the 13th, which is just a few days away. All right, this is Justin texting. is from the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge. Good morning, Justin. He just watched Bayou Wild TV this morning. It comes on Channel 54, WUPL in New Orleans at 4 a.m. Never seen anything like it. I've seen dodgeball, but dodge fish. All right, right after this break, I'm going to explain uh, what that was all about, Justin's talking about. If you haven't seen it, it's some pretty compelling footage in this week's episode. Also, I'm going to tell you about an upcoming episode. Remember last week I told you I'd be fishing with the last person you'd ever think I'd be fishing with? Well, we did it. And I'll be back to tell you who it was if you didn't hear me last week. We'll right back after this time out. You are listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, just before the break, we were talking about uh, the episode of Bayou Wild TV. If you've never seen our show, Bayou Wild, it's a 30-minute show. Uh, it's called, you know, it's basically our motto is sportsman and heritage and adventure. It's, uh, it's a little bit different than most outdoor shows. Yeah, we show you how and where to go and how to do things with regard to hunting and fishing, all things. But uh, we also take a look at the Louisiana heritage and, and also our, uh, our cuisine. We have a cooking feature each week and uh, our culture and really sh- kind of showcase what goes on in Bayou Country. Anyway, if you want to find uh, a listing for it, go to our webpage, BayouWildTV.com. And not only do we have a list of all the areas where it airs, but you can actually watch the episodes on your uh, desktop or your iPhone. All right, um, this week's show is all about the silver or Asian carp. And you've heard me talk about those before. Uh, Chef Philippe Parola, a guy here in Louisiana who has made it his life's mission to eradicate or at least attempt to control these invasive Asian carp. They're so prolific, they're incredible, and they've been expanding their range from the northern reaches of the Mississippi River all the way down south. Uh, they're becoming more and more prevalent. Uh, there's been a lot of money spent, and I would say wasted, in, in trying to construct nets and monitoring devices and shocking procedures. But I think Philippe has the key. We have to turn our sights to commercial harvest of those fish. In fact, we have a, a, a recipe we cook on the show, and it's a silver fin. i, I got to tell you, it's some really great flaky fish. If you enjoy redfish, on the half shell on the grill, you would enjoy silver carp. To me, it's got a, a sweeter taste. And I know the name carp is kind of negative, and when you think of carp, you think of a, a, a muddy fish, a soft flesh, uh, not very tasty, full of bones. Uh, these have bones. There's a problem with the bones. you got to go around them. But uh, the flesh of this fish is, is absolutely delicious, and uh, we're trying to help Philippe by creating awareness about this fish and and see what can be done about it. But we went out shocking with the wildlife and fishery shock boats, and where you put the electrodes in the water and you shock the fish, it stuns them temporarily. And there is some incredible footage of just shows you how prolific and how many of these fish can be in, in, in confined areas. And also we talk about some of the dangers, not just to other species and habitat, but to boaters, how dangerous these fish can be. Check it out. It's BayouWildTV.com. 
and you can actually watch it on YouTube. So there's no reason you can't watch it. It's on a lot of broadcast and satellite systems, but it's also uh, on the airwaves on YouTube. All right, right after this pause, I'm going to tell you about our snapper seasons. They've been extended again here in Louisiana. We'll do that right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Uh, if you've been following along the Red Snapper uh, saga, <laughs> the most uh, highly managed uh, under a microscope fish in history, uh, you know that we set quotas now in Louisiana because of our La Creo program. Uh, we are able to set our own state water seasons, and it has been very beneficial. And what we chose to do was to have uh, three-day weekends until the quota that is assigned is, is harvested and because we have that ROLP, that Recreation Offshore Landing Permit, it allows them to get almost real-time data on where we stand on filling that quota. Well, the latest uh, numbers show that we had uh, 49,300 pounds of the 816,000 quota is still available for harvest. So with that in mind, they extended the seasons this weekend uh, through tomorrow night until 12.01 a.m. Monday the 14th. And then the next two weekends, Friday uh, from 12.01 a.m. Friday through 12.01 a.m. Monday. That will be the 18th through the 21st. And again, the following weekend, Friday, October 25th through Monday, October 28th. Now, when I say Monday, it's 12.01 a.m. As soon as Sunday night ends, it's, it's over. Um, then there's also going to be, again, this year, they did this last year, any additional red snapper that are over the quota will be made available to the wounded, disabled veterans. And there's a procedure. If you uh, want to get registered for that, you have to do that. And the information on that can be found on the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website. But pretty much what you need to do is register in, uh, by email at info at woundedwarheroes.org. And in the subject, you put Red Snapper. And that will get you where you can participate in a special opportunity for veterans uh, for, that are with the Wounded War Heroes organization. Again, that's info at woundedwarheroes.org. So that's your Red Snapper update. Uh, maybe get after them tomorrow. Let that wind calm down a little bit. You might be able to pick up some nice snapper. It's good to fish snapper in the fall. All right, getting back to our text messages. Here we go, Don. Great show. What is a good area to catch reds on the North Shore? North Shore Lake Pontchartrain for redfish is sporadic. Now, the further east you go, the better. Now, it's pretty consistent once you get to the Wrigley's and Wrigley's Bridge headed east. Uh, that marsh uh, around Gohagen's Canal on that North Shore, there can be some reds up in those marshes. But underneath the, the, the railroad bridge at the Wrigley's and some of those marsh areas right off of the intercoastal waterway where it meets the Mistigo, uh, down that far if you want to go down that far. But even the Wrigley's and the intercoastal waterway intersection, all that marsh up in there is probably your best bet to catch redfish. Uh, here's someone looking for tips on fishing Lake Catherine. Uh, Lake Catherine's been producing a lot of fish lately, mostly at night, and they've been small speckled trout. you really got to weed through them to keep any fish. Same with redfish. Been a lot of small redfish there, but I'm sure with this frontal system uh, it's going to improve even more in the Lake Catherine area. All right, we got Kevin Smith. He's at the camp on Bird Island getting ready to make a squirrel hunt. Bird Island shoot? Kevin, you got to fill me in. I'm, that's a new one to me. Where's some squirrel hunting on Bird Island? Anyway, good luck to you. Go get you some of those bushy tails. going to be a good, nice morning for it, except a little bit windier than what I'd like. But sometimes, even though it's windy along the coast, 
when you get up in those uh, thick woods, it kind of breaks the wind. You might have a great day out there. All right, we got more texts coming in. If you want to shoot us one, it's 87870. I'll get to Dwayne and also uh, about the limit on striped bass and hybrids. But first, we've got to take a quick break. We come back. We're going to talk to Jeff Brule. In fact, if you go to my webpage, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, he and outdoor writer Steve McNamara had a pretty good trip in Delacroix. Got a picture of one of the fish showed right there with Steve. We'll be back with Jeff right after this time out, where you are listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And each week we talk bass fishing and freshwater fishing. Jeff Brule is our field reporter for that. He's, his reports are brought to you by Berkeley, a division of pure fishing. You know him, the Berkeley line of gulp baits. Got it for crappie, bass, inshore, even offshore saltwater. They've got lines of all type, whether you're using monofilament, braid, fluorocarbon, and you'll find thousands of fishing accessories, everything from a catfish flipper to a weighing scale to fillet knives. If it's for fishing, you can bet Berkeley has it. They are a division of pure fishing. Good morning, Jeff. And, uh, man, you have been making uh, several trips to Delacro. Must be a reason. Tell us about it. Uh, oh, yeah, the fishing's very good down there. Had a first trip with my buddy Steve McNamara. We found some bass on spinnerbaits and Texas rigs. And uh, around Oak River, all that area is loaded with bass. Uh, Steve was using just a Berkeley Powerbait Tequila Sunrise Worm to catch his fish with a light. I think he had about a 16-ounce sinker just kind of floating it over the grass. And then I had uh, some buddies. One was a Gator fan. I took him. His name's Randy Hobby. Uh-oh. And, uh, Uh-oh. And then, uh, <laughs> Florida yeah. Gator fan. Uh-oh. Yeah, but then... His friend Gary Royce, but he's, he's an LSU fan that lives in Florida. They came from Jacksonville, and um, they wanted redfish. But I went down and checked a few holes that me and Steve caught the bass in, and we didn't get a bite. And it was amazing how different that place was every day. The water was a little higher on the, the second day. But we hit a hot spot with the redfish and just moved a little bit till we found the fish. And the Florida fans, they did get their uh, redfish hook on. I think they caught over 25 redfish and using Berkeley old weedless spoons and uh, just a single Colorado spinnerbait just over the grass. It's very good day. The water conditions are good, but you definitely have to move around to find those fish because they're somewhere different every day. Jeff, we, we're looking at 15 to 20 knot winds this morning. For somebody that just uh, wants to go and they're going to head to Delacro, where would some, be some places you could tuck away and, and maybe find some good, calm, clean water? Well, if, it, it's, if it's an east wind, and the water's still high, and you got a small enough boat, you can get into some of those ponds below Grand Lake and Batola, all the way down the Oak River, or maybe even down past Oak River towards the Mississippi River levee, and just get where you have um, some good clean water. And like I said, the key is just kind of keep moving, maybe make a few casts and move on and then look for the fish. Uh, like with, with Venice, the river's coming back up, so that's going to be a tough place and a tough place to go fishing with high winds. Uh, the basin, you could go there with the winds and the rivers coming up there, but it's not going to quite come up high enough in Morgan City to probably get the water back up in the woods. But all that action's good. I'm getting good reports out of Little Pigeon and places like that. But any place you can get out of the wind with trees, Pearl River, the fishing's been pretty hot, uh, not a lot of size. But with this weather change, it, it should just start. It should be like a switch. They should be able to catch fish just about every spot where they can find some good water conditions this weekend. Jeff, you know, we've, we've had a, a really hot summer, and we've had a lot of vegetation. This is the time of year when it's usually at its thickest, and from here on out it'll start to degrade as the temperatures drop. But what's the best bait to use when you're fishing some of that thick cover? Uh, we're looking for grass, and 
if, if the water is low enough, it always depends on the water level down like, like in the marsh in Delacroix. If it's high and you can't see the grass when you get into a bay or a pond, then you want something you can work over the top of it, like a light Texas rig worm, just something you can drag, it's almost a weightless bait, or use a smaller profile spinner bait with a small blade that you can reel it over the top, or that weedless gold spoon is good because you want to hang in the grass and kind of bump the grass a little bit. That trigger strikes, but you don't want something that's going to just bury down in there. So you want lightweight lures to stay on top. Now, if you go down there and you can see the channels through the grass, then you just can flip the edges or throw your spinner baits on the edges of the grass. But what you're looking for there is there's current points and deeper holes, and a lot of times they're different every day, so that's why you got to keep moving. Yep, use that grass to your advantage. Jeff, you have a what you call a 15-cast rule. Tell us about that. I found fishing down in the marsh, even like in Chef Pass and places that yeah, I know the fish are there. I caught them, say, two or three days ago. I know they're somewhere in the marsh. They didn't just magically swim swim away. So the best thing to do is kind of just keep moving until you hit them. Uh, like I said, water level is important. You can fish above it. You might use frogs and spinner baits. But if you throw go up there and you make 10 or 15 casts, pick up and move 100 yards and you know try the next point or the next choke down. Because eventually, after you move about five to ten times, you're going to hit some fish. And then and you might figure out whether they want a little moving bait better than they want a slow bait. Or you might get triggered on a frog or something. And it kind of gives you an idea when you move to your next spot, well, I'll start with this bait. But the key is just five, ten minutes, you not have something move. And I'm not talking about, like, move five miles. You might move to the next point 100 yards away or 200 yards away and just cover a lake pretty quick and uh you're going to find fish down there because there's a lot of fish in those areas good tip jeff they had the lunker and liars uh bass tournament recently over there in east pearl how did that go and what does that say about fishing in the pearl right now uh they said they caught a lot of limits uh trenton Pittman and chase demar with a 12.05 and they had a 5.19 kicker but they said they had 15 five-fish limits, and that just tells me the fishing's pretty good. They're all catching fish. It's just, the downside is they didn't have a lot of weight for the pearl. You know, the pearl, you, on the good days, you can produce up to 14 pounds, but still 12 pounds with that five-pound kicker, that's a nice stringer for that area. But it just tells you the, the heat's kind of slowed them down. The big fish are probably still deep somewhere, isolated, and they're just harder to pick up. But the, the number of fish they're catching is, is the good news for people who just want to go catch a few fish. All right, Jeff, all sounds good, my friend. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll catch up on you when you get back. Uh, have a good time, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for the report. All right, thanks, Don. All right, Jeff Brule reporting on our Fresh and Basso fishing report. All right, we come back after this, Daryl Carpenter down in Grand Isle. That was a hot spot on the map. It was 75 earlier, but I think it's still dropping there, too. We'll get the report for you. I know it's going to be breezy on the island, but, boy, the fishing has been so good there all year. We're back right after this timeout. On the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, it's Selection Day in Louisiana, but it also could be a small game squirrel hunting day or bow hunting day or fishing day. We'll talk to Captain Darrell Carpenter, realscreamers.com, and get the lowdown on Grand Isle, where I know it's got to be breezy, and they are celebrating the Grand Isle Ladies Only Rodeo this weekend. Darrell, I'm looking at a forecast northeast 15 to 20 down there. So are they pretty much on target? Dead on, Don. Good day to go vote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, 
you know, they, they may do something in those passes and stuff today. If it was me, you know, stay in the passes, maybe maybe go get on a beach and, and see what you can do because it's definitely coming out of the north, northeast, I believe it is. And, uh, yeah, the house started shaking a couple of hours ago. So um, everything, I mean, it's typical cold front. Now, the good thing from the forecast that I saw, it's only going to last a day or so. Uh, tomorrow we're right. supposed to be right back to 5 to 10. So today's going to be a little bit breezy. It's going to be choppy. Um, it's going to be hard to do anything. Um, but tomorrow's going to be gorgeous, really pretty. Yeah, now, you when you just got back in town. I don't know if you've been in town long enough to find out firsthand or have you gotten any of the reports. Has that transition happened in the marshes there? Are those trout moved finally a little further up north towards Leeville uh, where you got to fish north of the island, or do you still think it's uh, action's going to be along the beach or just behind it? No, no, Don. Uh, in fact, even before before I left to go out of town on vacation, the transition had already happened, or, or at least why it started. Some of your fish had transitioned. Uh, I was catching fish as far north as Manila Village, Government Reef area. Um, the problem I think that we're having, or, or what what I, you know, trying to analyze it, is they haven't all uh, transitioned yet, and it's going to take this cold front to gang things up, such as our shrimp. We've got hardly any shrimp, no shrimp down here. When I say no shrimp, I mean, you know, the, the bays aren't full of shrimpers that are, that are out there dragging for a living. Um, plenty of bait, but, but not, you know, not the, the, the shrimp migration yet. But yet you get up around the feet and they're catching thousands of pounds a night. And that is, that's way behind. So what we need is this cold front. We need something to come to water. It's been almost a foot and a half, two foot high. We need something to come push this, this water out of here, something to make those shrimp start moving. When all that bait starts moving out of here, because I think they, other than the daylight period, I think they think it's still summer. Um, but once all that stuff starts moving, you're going to gang those fish up. We'll start seeing a few flocks of birds, you know, our wintertime or fall birds you'll start getting those shrimp moving out and it's going to start moving. It's going to start making those fish gang together. That's like yesterday. We redfished a long time yesterday and it took me a while to figure it out. But the problem we were having is our fish weren't relating to anything. You know, usually we tell people when we're, when we're redfishing, put it up there as close to the grass as you can get it. You know, especially in a situation where we were flooded like yesterday, you know, cause the fish were way up in the grass, but, I caught half of my fish as they were reeling the as they were reeling it back to the boat. A redfish would come out of nowhere, thirty feet from the bank, and inhale the cork like it was a topwater bait. Hmm. So you know it's it's like how do you target that? You know when when you've got a boat full of when you've got a boat full of fishermen, you know that you you can't sit there and sling topwaters with treble hooks everywhere. Um, but how you know? You, there's no way to target when they're not relating to anything. They're just scattered everywhere, and that's what we found yesterday. And I think that's the same thing that's going on with the trout. And until we get something to congregate this bait and cool this water off, that's what we're going to continue to see. Got it, Daryl. Thanks for the report. Uh, people can find you on my website, also yours at uh, realscreamers.com. Give them the telephone number if they want to give you a call and get some info, or maybe look at booking a trip on the island. Two two five. 
All right, my friend, thanks so much. We appreciate your report. Don't forget to vote down there in Grand Island. Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to take care of that today because Lord knows there's nothing else to do. I got you. Thanks, Darrell. We appreciate it. All right, coming back after the top of the hour break, more fishing reports, bad boys of the outdoors, and your text messages at 870-870 on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.